0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome into your game day edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. It is myself, Jake Burns. It is our usual co-host, Brad Ward. We're going through all things Browns Titans ahead of this one o'clock kick, which should be a really Really fun game built in with some expectations for the Browns to bounce back following last week's disappointment in Pittsburgh. They need it. They need as much good energy and good vibes as they can find this week. The Titans present some serious challenges, but it's a nice opportunity for the Browns to get two and one before Baltimore comes to town. There's a lot of stuff covered in this podcast. It's got all your pertinent game day information. Enjoy it. Let's get started on the latest OBR film breakdown. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome in to your game day preview. You know what we always do here. It's all eyes on Cleveland. OBR collaboration. All of us together. OBR Film Breakdown. Brad Ward's here with me. Brad, what's up, buddy? How are we?
2: Doing well. Uh, enjoyable day of college uh, football here. And uh, for those of you that are Ohio State fans, just to ride that high right into Sunday morning and the Browns game, <laughs> baby. Let's go.
1: What a what a wild finish, man, to go um, you know, as 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 far struggling as they were to to put together a drive. Just some big thing, a comic cord, not quite good enough yet, but some big plays at the end when it matters. So a, shout out to him. a that drive. Uh, yeah, it was a fun game, which uh, for a seven it was about as fun as a seventeen fourteen game can yes. be, right? Yeah. So um good stuff overall. Maybe Ryan Day has calmed down a little bit. We'll we'll figure that out in the in the next few days, got a yeah. little spicy.
2: Um, Yeah, he's fired up.
1: Yeah, he's fired up. Well, listen, let's talk Browns Titans. It's a big game. Um, You know, all these games, we'll talk about them. They feel big, right? And Until you lose too many to let them not matter. They matter. So this is a big one. Both teams come in one and one, and it's a spring of two straight home games for the Browns uh, as they get ready uh, to go into the bye week. It'll be not far away. They need to win at least one of these games, and I think most of us look at this game and think it's pretty winnable, Brad. So let's talk through the good and bad and ugly of the Titans roster situation and then like how the Browns can take advantage of this thing, but we're going to start off with our usual situational stuff, which is uh, leading off with coverage. Uh, this should be a, this should be a fun crew. I always like you know I
2: like getting back on the one o'clock kick schedule. I, I always enjoy that. so we have, there's a good crew here, right? Yeah, this this crew has done quite a few Browns games over the years. Uh, CBS, Spiro Didi, Saddam Archuleta, Aditi King Koala on the sidelines. I Feel like they are on Browns games a lot over the past few years, Jake.
1: I actually think you're. I think you're right. I feel like we've we've hit them in several different setups to like preseason. I know like if you get a national preseason, I feel like DD is always around, right? But so always around, I, d- yeah. I definitely think you're onto that. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: but, but DD's and in Archuleta. I feel like they've done a number of Browns games over the years. I don't know what crew this is for them, but yeah, that that's who you get tomorrow. Uh, they're, they're, they're good. They're okay. I don't have a problem with them. Do you? No,
1: they're good. They've always been, I think pretty fair around brains, uh, Browns games. So I, I'm good with them.
2: All right. You want to do all time history here?
1: Let's do it man. This is a and we can dig into the more long-term like you said, but they've had some fun games over the years for both sides of this, I think. I'm going to give you some off the top of my head that come to mind. You ready? So, I will say the 2014 game, but it might have been 15. Was it 14 or 15 where the Browns came back? I think it was 14. They came back from a pretty large deficit uh to win that football game I- against Tennessee there. The other ones that come to mind, 19 Ugh. They played in the opener of the Odell era, <laughs> yeah. and they got the brakes beat off of them. Tennessee is really enjoying that one. Uh, I remember that pretty vividly because that was a real gut punch to everybody who had the expectations. And then the 2020 year was the Browns scored a bunch of points in the first half. They they sprung out, and like DPJ had a big, long touchdown catch his rookie year there. Yeah, They scored. Higgins had one. He did a little, a little Hollywood strut, if I recall. And then I think they threw like a play-action one on the goal line to Kendall Lamb in that game it was it was pretty wild and then and then tennessee came back and made it tight i think it was like 41 34 or something like that so those are just games
2: 13
1: okay yeah got it all right well i would imagine this carries the houston history too and there's a lot of divisional history (laughs) there right i was just
2: gonna mention that i was like this has to include the oilers history and it does because i know that they've got the uh they've got this all screwed up with uh Houston and Tennessee and who has the right mm-hmm. history and the colors and all that stuff right so anyways uh they are all-time series uh the Browns lead the all-time series 36 to 31 the Titans have won three out of the last four that includes that 2009 opener 19 opener uh which is you know sticks in my mind the most but as the one you mentioned was the last time they met Forty-one thirty-five week 13, 2020. So, good good recall on all that stuff there. Uh, but yeah, all time series 36 does include the Oilers' history there. So, um, yeah. They're
1: stealing the Oilers' uniforms,
2: I think, in various games this year as well. Yes. Yes. If it, I yeah. Recall. So, uh, I don't think uh, Houston, I've heard some Houston not very happy about that. So, uh, yep. weird situation there. But, you,
1: weird situation. Yeah. So, um. All right. Quickly, we're always hesitant here. We give a massive uh, precursor. We don't control what happens in the clouds. I am not but a we weatherman. Like you
2: what? The, what the weather says. <laughs> Go <laughs> That's ahead. My, my disclaimer: I am not a weatherman. Uh, <laughs> 1 p.m. Uh, kick feels like 69, 67 degrees. Humidity. Uh, it should be a. I mean, from everything everywhere I right, read, it's going to be a beautiful day, right? 73 uh, percent cloud cover. Two percent chance of rain. Uh, zero inches is what they've got out there. Knock on something that, that comes true. Uh, wind, uh, Northeast, it's going to be a little windy, uh, 13 miles per hour with gusts up to 20. So could be, okay. it's always windy. It's always windy in the yard. A little, little gusty. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, other than that should be a beautiful day for football.
1: Love to hear it. Okay. Fantastic. Let's switch over and talk, um, Let's switch over and talk about some betting
2: lines for this one, right? Oh. Because I feel like we've been doing okay with these lately. We've been we've been doing very good, actually. So okay. uh for the most part. We did miss Watson last week, although it did feel like he ran for the yard. She did not get there. I checked it. <laughs> he ran laterally. He ran laterally about 170 enough, yards, right? yes. So um the line on this is Browns are are three and a half point, and we meant to mention this last week, but three and a half point favorites here and and we had talked about this off the air, but uh, from some people that do gambling at like for their job po- as a podcast, right, or handicap games and stuff, have noted that in the NFL, that standard three point home Vegas uh, that's kind of given over the years, if people are like, oh, you know, you get three points for being at home, has kind of shifted to about one and a half points. Uh, By their estimation or by the people that are sharp on this stuff's Estimations so, meaning home field means a little bit less these days jake so, yeah
1: i Would i would agree with that and uh except for some of those there's Specific spots we would yes. agree pittsburgh at home in the in the evening Hours is a bit tougher than normal yeah. right so um there are some specific Alternates there but yeah for the most part it is uh very
2: true what you're Saying there it is it is shifting away from that a little bit yes so they're th- they're three and a half point. Uh, they're laying the three and a half, and uh, it's an over under of thirty nine. I've seen thirty nine and a half somewhere, but another low, uh, total there. Fifty five percent of the bets come in on the Titans. Uh, you know the sharps like Vrabel as a dog. I mean, that's just where betters go generally, Jake. So, um, and uh, he is a dog here again. So. And they consider him a, a live dog. So a chance to win this game. And so that's kind of where bets go. Uh, I've noticed that. Um, I've got some. We, here's what we've been going with, Jake, right? So we've been going with mm-hmm. the, the layup that we kind of take every year. And I think it's it's there for the taking again tomorrow with Jerome Ford over 11 and a half receiving yards. Give me that all day, right?
1: Yeah, I'd feel good about that. Um it's it's again just one screen one quick dump off we catch him in a blitz scenario yeah i have i have no problem taking that one um as an as an early play i mean pretty much every week on these running backs until proven otherwise right yeah
2: yeah that's been hitting every every week so uh watson over under rush yards is still down at 26 and a half i i think i i have no qualms about taking that i feel pretty good about that yeah,
1: I think you got to keep playing it too, man. It's just – if it gets into the mid-30s, I feel like you could move off yep. of it,
2: but for now it feels it feels pretty right to me. I agree, uh, especially after the last game. Here's the ones I've added in here, and then I'm going to tie this all together here, uh, Jake, if you don't mind. But Cooper at 57.5 yards, I really like the over there uh, tomorrow against this uh, 28th-ranked pass defense, especially after – Kind of looks like that's Deshaun's default a little bit right now. Um, so I really like him for the over 57 and a half yards. Uh, and then I'm going to really switch it up on you here and go to the defensive side of the ball where Grant Delpit's tackles number is three and a half. And he has been over that solo tackles. Where can you
1: get that play at? Uh, that's a that, fascinating take. That's a
2: DraftKings play. Uh, so now that's strictly solo tackles, but he's at three and a half solo tackles for tomorrow's game. uh, And he is over that at four and seven in week one and two. So he's two for two on hitting that. So I think that's, yeah, a good I think
1: you, you got to take that, especially with Tennessee yep. trying to run it as much and the Browns creeping that safety down into the box
2: the way they do. So, yeah, I'm very into that. One. So here's what I've done. Uh, you can play all of these as as one play. But, you know, for our little game day podcast, it's a nice little parlay to put together here. If you do it on DraftKings, they got a 50 percent boost if you're in Ohio on this thing. So you can really make your ten dollars or whatever pay out. But uh, for plus sixteen hundred, you can go Jerome Ford over an eleven and a half receiving yards. Watson over twenty seven, twenty six and a half rush yards. Cooper over 57 and a half receiving yards. I take the alt spread, right? Instead of three and a half, take it down to two and a half. And I feel better about it for the Browns there. You take the alt spread down over that key number of three to two and a half, and you only lose like from minus 129 to minus 141. Uh, and then that Grant Delpit over three and a half tackles altogether plus 1600. Same game parlay
1: yeah i'm into that i'm into that i think those are really strong um you know what have you what have you noticed on some of the targets i think the target stuff is where it gets kind of spicy yeah. to me um you know just sheer opportunity but I, I i definitely like the angle you're taking there with those with those plays I, have you looked at the flip side on what maybe a long shot for the titans would be that'd be kind of an interesting one is uh on a considering it from that angle too, on a first touchdown, on a first
2: touchdown, I always like Chig on a first touchdown. He seems like that's a good one, like a guy that I uh, uh, always like to go to, just because I he always seems to be uh, not so much this year, but in the past, like last year. Uh, here's uh, while I'm bringing those up, uh, I've got DPJ twenty to one first time touchdown. Uh, the mm-hmm. one I really like is Marquise Goodwin forty to one. First time touchdown. I think that one is really nice there. And then uh, I like this one a lot, and it hit for the Steelers last week, but I noticed some people have been playing them more. But defense special teams, Browns, 30 to one first time touchdown.
1: Special teams, 30 to one defense special teams. That'd be interesting, right? Yeah. T- t- I think Tannehill's already thrown four or five interceptions, right? Yeah.
2: He'll throw it to you, right? And uh, all right, yeah. Browns come out at home, loud. Get a fumble, strip sack, something like that. It's a quick cash right there if it happens, right? So uh, yeah. I think that one's interesting. So if you're looking at uh, first time touchdown, uh, you know Hopkins is eleven to one. Tajay Spears is eleven to one. Burks is fifteen to one. Shake, I guess, is not as. Good as i thought it is just plus 1700 at 17 to 1 um the one that i kind of like here is uh westbrook akine is that how you say his name
1: yeah i think akine is right but i i probably botched that earlier this week on some pots myself
2: so. <laughs> he's, uh, he's 22 to 1 that's not bad no not at all but there's nothing not at all i like that there's nothing really um I don't know their, the depth of their tight end room really well off the top of my head. I know Chig.
1: They have like Josh Wiley, the young young tight end. They have another blocking type. So I, I think Chig is probably the wow the most logical play there. It's not a very deep tight end room compared to some of the ones they've had before. So, if you
2: really want to get you know. spicy, your boy Wiley is 100 to 1 first time type. Of- yeah
1: yeah i don't i don't quite see that one coming to fruition but it would uh if you want to throw like two bucks on yeah, it maybe right it. <laughs> yeah go for it all right well listen let's take a break uh we're going to take a break and then come back from that break and do our usual three keys and get out the door and have you ready for your football game so we'll be right back
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with Killer deals. And their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. Listen, the Browns have the Titans coming in in week three. There's a chance these guys could be 2-0 coming back to Cleveland for a home game. You should be looking ahead at buying those tickets, and game time is the right place to do it. So why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co. But I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So three keys, Brad, I always like to let you hit lead off and uh, hopefully we see them execute on these this week after last week. Everything we talked about, it felt like they failed. So that's why they call them keys for a reason. So let's dig in. Yeah,
2: I mean, everything is critical at this point. So uh, there's a lot to pick from here. Listen, this is blatantly obvious, but I'll, I'll... make it make sense here right you have to be more efficient in the past game and you guys are like obviously brad right like it's been terrible (laughs) but uh i think that their run defense is good enough to slow you down or potentially stop you and like i once again i think the game plan from their side will be to make watson beat you so i just feel like Knowing that going in, the scripted plays, whatever they get going early let's let's get some easy completions going and get Watson's confidence and try to lead him to a better a better more efficient game than last week. Um, the crazy stat that goes along with this, um, and I'll throw this out here, including last week um, and I and I stole this from Zagura, so it's okay. I just thought I should say that, Uh, including last week and uh, over the last 17 games. um, The Titans have posted the best run defense in NFL history over a 17-game stretch, giving up just 2.9 yards per carry, 64.6 yards per game um, over that stretch of 17 games ever. Best 17-game stretch ever by any defense uh, against the run, which is pretty remarkable. And and they haven't had a very good record in that stretch, too, which is also interesting. But uh, interesting stat there. I think that's an extremely interesting stat,
1: which, which carries some merit to me for something I'm going to talk about later. But, um, you know, in this one, there is no choice. If you're inefficient in the passing game, you are, unless the Browns put together a stellar game plan, going to have you know, one of the more difficult situations on their hands with running the football. These guys are just super physical between Tart and Simmons and a lot of these guys I talked to early in the week with Justin Mello about they get after you in the run game and they replace some linebackers. They feel like they're in a good spot. Um, and it was even with Nick going to be a challenge, but you can understand why the challenge is more severe. And that's the, the, the first key I have, you know, playing off your efficient passes, you know, can they find any, run support because it's a bad time for your offense to be in a bit of a rut um figuring out who you are how you play right so like to me it is a time of which can they can like we said can they muster it wasn't all too efficient last week once nick left there was the huge run Mm -hmm. but that was more of a fluke reverse field scenario than a true design situation so um you know, this is a world where it feels like they could run for forty yards on you know fifteen, sixteen carries, and it's frustrating. But if they can get something established in terms of finding a way to run for seventy-five or more yards, I think it gives them a real chance to to win this one. Now, if they're efficient in the passing game, it won't matter. You are just trying to run to burn clock at that point. But uh, I do think it's at least interesting to consider that angle. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I feel like sixty yards feels like a key mark for them right like 60 like i don't expect them to rush for 100 yards against this team but if they can get to 60 or like you said 75 that would feel really uh promising i think keeping yeah, them I'm off with balance right i think i'd take that yep. right now so
1: yeah no i would too i think that's a good that's a
2: good angle um second key for me is going to be stop the run obviously they they want to uh lean on uh King Henry um and that leads to much of what they do in the past game with the play action and all that uh and Tannehill was good last week right um he was bad week one he was pretty good last week he was really good in overtime to beat the Chargers Mm -hmm. so uh you know you you want to stop the run so they're gonna have to gang tackle right because he's impossible to bring down and uh, you know in my in talking to a couple guys that like you did, um, and doing behind enemy lines that cover the Titans, Tajay Spears is, is a guy they want to use more. Um, out of it's the been back. good so yeah. far. So it's been good. Um, that change of pace with Henry is, is dangerous. Right. And, uh, so, uh, you've got to contain this run game and make Tannehill be the guy that has to beat you in the air.
1: No doubt, there's no doubt they have to stop the run to make them sort of deal with the same things that the Browns are going to deal with. I think that's going to be really imperative, like you noted there, Brad. Um, if you can make Ryan Tannehill a single facet part of this whole thing, I think you have a real chance to to put yourself, let's just say that put it in, put yourself in a good position to win, right? Because I think if you get to two struggling quarterbacks, which is not fun to think about, but if you get there, I still feel like Watson can do enough, yeah, against. A a secondary. The Browns have the better secondary. Now, Greg Newsom's out. We'll see what wrinkle that throws into it. But at least the better secondary to handle their own there. Um, Mine is going to be O-line, D-line, right? So the, the battle of this one, the Tennessee offensive line is not good. They have performed average, adequate through the first two, but they're not good, and the Browns' defensive line has to punish in this game. So they really have to take advantage of that, I think, huge such a spot upgrade that they have like it's just it's an advantage they have to win and they have to win there often and on top of that on the other side we all know how good Tennessee is up front but the Browns do have a pretty good offensive line so can they step up to the plate after last week's disappointment and make themselves assert themselves in both phases give their quarterback more time and find a way to get some run game success that matters, right? Because, um, you know, I'm not asking them to go out and run for 150 yards, but they have to find ways to create for these, you know, less talented running backs than Nick where Nick saved you at times doing some, some real hero stuff in between the tackles. You couldn't always see, you know, you want to see if you can find a way um, to figure this out and and, 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 create opportunities where they, they don't have to be heroic, put it that way. So, um, I would also ultimately be fine with, you know, them being better in past pro this week than last week, but you just would really like, they're being paid so handsomely. The group find a way to get it done, yep. find a way to get it done and be better than you were last week. So, um, That's, that's, uh, that's it on that, uh, the O-line D-line for me. What's your last one, Brad?
2: Last one is play complimentary football. And this kind of goes to Stefanski and Watson as a combination. Like, listen, be sound in, in decision-making as a head coach, like, like last week, you know, I won't hash it out again, but you could have got out of there with an ugly win with some better decision-making in your own end. Right and mm-hmm. having a feel for the game when you have a good defense, as good of a defense, as at least it looks like the Browns are going to have, is something that he may be getting used to a little bit because he hasn't had a dominant defense like this in the past. So I think when you have that as maybe one of your major advantages, special teams, you know, field position, all of the things that go into complementary football, become bigger factors in winning close games against teams like this that are going to try to make it a rock fight right and and i think that he needs to have a better feel for games like this right um mm-hmm. not getting cute in your own end understanding that it's okay to punt sometimes uh and, and get out of you know what i mean so um I do complimentary football is where i'm at with this you know unfielded punts gave up what X amount of yardage. I don't know it off the top of my head that that stuff is just inexcusable. And all of that goes into a collective loss there last week. So that all has to be cleaned up this week.
1: I'm with you. And on top of cleaning up some of that stuff, we mentioned explosives last week, Brad, as a means of, of winning the game. Could you find a couple in a game that wasn't supposed to have very many? Well, they gave up the three explosives. They gave up the 71 yard touchdown catch and run to George Pickens. They gave up two um, you know, unfettered touchdown runs off of interceptions and fumble returns that resulted in. So that's 21 points off of three plays, right? Yep. One strike plays. And those are three explosives. Those are created explosives on the defensive side. And uh, obviously the touchdown catch was, was pretty, you know, pretty crippling at the moment where they had done pretty much nothing offensively up to that point. So, you know, in, in, in these games, which we think will be a rock fight, it is imperative to find some bigger plays and be on the right side of those big plays. Now the Browns had one last week that Jerome Ford run was certainly an explosive. You need to find two or three in this game to win. In my opinion, your defense can create some, and I think your offense needs to hunt some. We'll see if they get good one involved and see if they can scheme up Cooper in ways that his route running can take advantage of, but they need to find a, a couple 40-yard plays somewhere, right? One strike type of situation. So I will say the team who finds a way to hunt a
2: few explosives, just like last week, will win this game. I think you're right on, right? Like if it, if they are struggling, you can make up for that uh, with a couple of big plays. So hopefully they got them in the bag and they can execute them tomorrow. Okay.
1: Today. All right. Well, I like it. Anything to add to this, Brad, before we
2: wrap up? Uh, Not really just, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about familiarity here. There's a lot of it right across the board. And it's something just to kind of be aware of Stefanski, uh, not Stefanski, pardon me, Mike Vrabel uh, and Watson have faced each other six times when they were in the same division. And the year before that, Vrabel was actually on the Houston staff. Uh, And then you've got some familiarity on the defense side of the ball where Shane Bowen and Jim Schwartz have worked, worked closely the last few years as uh, Schwartz was uh, on Bowen's staff and, and kind of, you know, took some things from Bowen to kind of make this newer iteration that we're seeing of the Browns defense. So interesting stuff there.
1: Yeah. The, the connection between those guys is kind of interesting. It's, it's actually more than interesting because how much do they know? How much do they feel like they know about what Schwartz is going to do? How much does Schwartz uh, an eye in the building there know about what Tennessee's trying to do, all that stuff. And obviously also the huge connection between um, the Titans offensive coordinator and what his former connections were with Deshaun Watson. Nobody knew him better during his better years than his OC quarterback coach who's calling plays for Tennessee right now. So there's just a lot of, like you mentioned with the Vrabel connection to being in Houston at one point, like it's all intertwined. I think these teams are going to know each other really well. So it's who can zig to zag, right? You got to be able to figure out a way to beat some of the tendencies because teams are going to sit on some of the things you are uncomfortable doing and make you do them as often as possible. So, um, yeah, let's say that, listen, overall, a lot of fun here. I think it's going to be a, let me say, I hope it's going to be a fun game, you know, hopefully we can get some, uh, some some positive mojo from what ohio state was able to pull off and, and and see if the browns can make it a complete football weekend
2: for those of you who are supporters of both squads so brad appreciate you taking the time buddy of course yeah you're the best jake and uh looking forward to uh football sunday enjoy your day it's gonna be a good one yes. you too buddy gonna be a good one let's
1: uh let you guys have a good morning whenever you're listening to this and uh, hopefully you catch it before the game and can can get some insights from it, maybe place a few bets. I'll always say the two things I say on the way out the door, rate and review Brad and I's podcast if you can. Always helps people find those podcasts when they search Cleveland Browns. And then uh, lastly, join the OBR where you can get $1 uh, for your first month to see if it's worth your time and energy and money. And I think you'll find that it is. So make sure to take advantage of that. Check in with us for the post game show, which will be at 7.30. We will do a Sunday Rewind, so join us in the evening for that after the game. That's the first time you hear from us, and then we'll have our reaction shows as we normally do for your Monday consumption as well. So thanks, guys, for being here. We appreciate you. Have a great Sunday. Fingers crossed here. Go Browns.